Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. Every episode, we take guests and we trap them in a small room, or a large room. Either way, it's imaginary, Danny's just created it from scratch. And this episode, our guests are Cole Burkhart and Michelle Nicolaisen from the Unplaced Podcast. Hi guys! Hi! Thank you for having us. (laughs) Yeah! Absolutely! Thank you for coming on! Um, Now, people who have listened to this show religiously will have heard me spruik your podcast before. Do you guys want to give a sort of rundown of what Unplaced is as a show? Yeah, so Unplaced is the story of a woman who wakes up one day to find that no one can see her or hear her, and that everyone she knows is slowly forgetting about her. And season one follows her as she tries to sort of figure out what is going on. So I did the writing and then we have a custom soundtrack created by Brendan Hutchins. And then Cole is our amazing voice actor because (laughs) without their voice, it would just be me. Uh, And their voice is nicer than mine. So. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, Yeah, look, it's it's really great. I, I absolutely loved it. I started listening and it was one of those ones where it started and I thought, oh, okay, they're sort of invisible. We'll see where this goes. Maybe it'll be, and then immediately went, oh, actually, wait, this is going somewhere really, really cool. <laughs> I just got really sucked in. So definitely, if people haven't heard it, go give it a listen. The first season is out in its entirety, and the second season is coming soon. Yes. As soon as, soon. As, soon as humanly possible. <laughs> as soon as it's done, it's got to be good and ready. You mm-hmm. just wait your turn, audience. <laughs> so in regards to what's in store for you here... Do you have any, first of all, role-playing experience? Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually have a actual play podcast called Blue Dawn. We just finished our third season, which is a horror campaign. Uh, we get essentially trapped in a evil-possessed clown carnival, and it is my worst nightmares. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I super enjoyed it. And Michelle? Yeah, I DM the podcast Serendipity City, which is like an all 1920s urban fantasy kind of jam. Well, luckily, this episode is an urban fantasy clown carnival, so it'll oh, work out very well to your sticks. No, I don't. It is not. I, I'm so sorry. Oh, good. I, I was getting flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's it's For that, you need to get to the here. end of Children of Mysaris. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, second of all, have you guys had escape room experience in real life i ran one oh for a little while but i've never actually gone through one that's interesting i i used used to work for a theater company and they were like they had an escape room ah gotcha yeah yeah i have never i want to but i never have actually managed to get like a group together to go to an escape room i think all the ones in austin require a group of like 10 people and like coordinating and i might be wrong i might be thinking of like one specific one but every time i've seen one it's like a group of five to ten people and i'm like oh my god like i coordinate a group of like five people for the podcast and that's hard enough like (laughs) I yeah all right so in that case we're probably ready to start I will not be playing today uh so I will just disappear into the background and play some puzzle games on my phone (laughs) um uh, and uh no I'll be there to help make uh, more stupid chalk and cheese jokes make more stupid chalk and cheese jokes (laughs) so I think with that Danny would you like to get us started all right let's do this you two are tired you're cold you're a little bit wet That's just from the rain, thankfully. 
You've been sitting in the gutter for hours, your hands in cuffs, waiting for the police to let you go. Look, it's totally unfair. They're clearly making an example of you. All you did was find yourself unable to get past the bouncers at Magnetic, the best bar in town, and decide that the best solution was to sneak around the back and accidentally break a window and climb in through the bathroom. Obviously. Uh, I mean, okay, maybe not your best idea. Especially since you know nothing about breaking windows properly and ended up getting stuck as you tried to clamber over glass shards. The police were called and now you've been waiting for them to hand down your sentence for so long that the bar's closed. <sighs> the policeman finally approaches you and tosses back your confiscated licenses. He gives you the glare of a man who's seen this sort of thing so many times he's almost annoyed at how predictable you were. The breakage and the trespassing are going to come out to quite a hefty fine, possibly even jail time if you have any priors. You don't, do you? Maybe. He pauses for a moment. On the other hand, there is one way that this could all go away. A favor for a favor. How would you like to do a little investigative work? I think we could be persuaded. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's do this. He explains what he means. Apparently this bar, Magnetic, has staff that are suspected of being involved in the fencing of illegal goods. The evidence is all circumstantial, but it's very damning so far. The police just need something concrete. The illegal goods themselves, recordings, proof of shady meetings, whatever. And they're certain that the proof is somewhere inside the bar. Since this might be your only chance to get inside the bar, you're tempted to agree. And this time you don't have to go in through a window. The police just let you in and it's completely empty and all yours. You take a look around. You've entered through a door in the center of the south wall, and directly to your left is a bin. Let's say trash can for our American audience. Oh, good point. <laughs> Off in the lower left corner is a pool table, and in the bottom right corner is a DJ booth. The upper left corner has a roped-off couch, a VIP area. Between this couch and the pool table is a pinball machine and a dartboard. Against the center of the north wall is a single table with empty glasses stacked on it. Most of the right wall is taken up by the bar, but towards the upper corner you see a box labeled Lost. Suspended from the ceiling in the very center of the room is a disco ball. And finally, attached to each wall, you see a funny little black box. You aren't sure what it is, but it looks like something to do with the lighting? Right as you're about to get started, the policeman's phone rings. He groans and says, I have to take this. You, you two, look around, but don't do anything stupid. You, stupid? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're welcome to start looking. Okay, uh, as soon as the police leaves the bar, um, or leaves the, uh, the area, I'm going to go over by the bar and start looking behind it for any, like, good alcohol. <laughs> yeah, sure. Behind the counter, there is a cabinet with bottles of every kind of alcohol and non-alcohol you can imagine. There's nothing of note on top of the bar except for a single coaster. It doesn't move, it's like it's been glued to the surface, and written on it you see the words, Drink of the Day. Okay. Underneath the counter, there are shelves packed with clean glassware, and posted on the wall behind the bar is an enormous cocktail list. Okay. Is there, like, a bulletin board anywhere that says what the drink of the day is? There isn't. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm gonna make myself a drink. I'm gonna pick one that I recognize off of the cocktail list and make a drink, and then place it on the coaster. All right. There are at least 50 drinks there, um, so there's- 
I will plenty to go for. Myself an apple teeny. All right, fair enough. Now, I hope you know how to make that properly because while this cocktail list does have all the ingredients of their cocktails, it's not an instructional recipe for the bartenders. It's just a rough guide for customers. So it doesn't go into detail about the amounts of ingredients or anything. Mm-hmm. So like, I can give you an example of what one would look like. Yeah. So the example I have written down is for a standard Manhattan. So it just says Manhattan, rye whiskey, sweet red vermouth, Angostura bitters, and then in brackets, the optional bits, garnish of a maraschino cherry and an optional rim Mm -hmm. orange, like for rimming the glass. Yeah. So it doesn't tell you how much of each thing is there, so you'd be improvising a bit. I'm sure it's just an estimational guide. The fun of drinking is getting drunk, not enjoying (laughs) the taste. Let's do it. All right. You make yourself something. If I place it down on the toaster, does it do anything? Nothing seems to happen. Hmm. Well, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to go um, dig through the lost and found box. Apparently the only thing that gets lost in this place is phones. There are dozens, dozens of mobile phones in this box and nothing else. That's uh, cell phones. Oh. American <laughs> uh, <laughs> are any of them unlockable without having a passcode like is there do any of them have like text messages on the screen or anything that would catch my eye it takes a bit of searching but finally you do find one whose owner apparently wasn't so concerned about security because they don't have a password and you can get to its home screen with no issues but you don't really find anything of interest on it Mm. okay well that's interesting uh i guess if we see anything that looks like passcodes maybe keep it in mind yeah. Could I go look through the couch? See if anyone, like, dropped anything between the cushions? The VIP area? Yeah. It's kind of gross. You don't really want to be a VIP in this area. <laughs> so it's a single booth, and it's been very well used. The whole couch and table is scratched and worn and dirty and sticky, and there's a pile of used, scrunched-up napkins in the middle of the table. You would find the idea of sticking your hand into the couch really unappealing. You can if you want, but you're not going to find anything, so it would just be for your own masochism. Okay, no, I'm Uh, good. (laughs) Yeah, same hat. I want to go look at the DJ booth and see Mm -hmm. if there's anything behind there. So you go over to the DJ booth, and it looks like a fancy but idiot-proof setup. Everything is labeled so you know exactly what each button, switch, and dial does, and there's an input for anything from iPhones to USBs all the way back to vinyl records. Taped to the front is a handwritten sign saying, Sorry we can't play S2H. We've had complaints about backmasking. Backmasking? (laughs) Backmasking. Oh, I see. I cheated and looked it up in Doodle. Um. (laughs) The one thing that this DJ booth doesn't seem to have right now is, well, music. It must be stored somewhere else or the DJ must take it home every night. Mm. Whatever the reason, there's nothing here for you to actually play. Just press all Mm. of the buttons. Some things light up, some things don't. (laughs) You can have pretty good control over it, but no music will play because there is nothing stored in it. Is there any music on the one phone that's unlocked in the box? Sadly, this person doesn't listen to music on their phone, apparently. They must be one of those podcast listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) 
If you press if you press play on that phone now, I will play a random episode of our podcast and just put an extra hour's worth of content in the middle of this show. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I agree. We should look through the trash, I guess. Yeah, or stare at it. All right, you go over to the bin slash trash can. Surprisingly, there isn't any rubbish slash trash in here. What there is is a stack of driver's licenses, confiscated for being fakes, maybe. Ah, oh, yeah. Look, there's a piece of paper taped to the side of the bin that says, "Reminder: Hold license to bright light to test authenticity." Well, you don't need a bright light to see that there are things wrong with these licenses. Some of them have cartoons instead of photos, <laughs> license numbers without enough digits, birth dates in the 1700s. You're not surprised they got taken. On another note, there is one other item in the bin. A CD single of Stairway to Heaven. Oh, oh. Well, it's it's just the case, not the CD itself. Ugh. I think we need to find that CD. Yeah, I agree. You had a Google of backmasking. Can you explain what it is? Uh, so backmasking is what happens when a... Uh, and during recording, when a sound or message is recorded backwards onto a track, that's mm. made to be played forward. And there are a lot of bands that have been accused yeah. back in the day of doing this sort of thing. Yeah. And just as a fun fact and the reason for its inclusion, Stairway to Heaven is one such song, mm-hmm. which has been accused of having the phrase, let's see if I can get this right, here's to my sweet Satan, yes. is hidden in it. Yeah. I grew up in rural Missouri. That sounds like something I've heard about before. <laughs> Um, yeah, we need to find the CD. Is there anything in, like, a CD player over by the DJ booth? There is not. Are there any, out of the fake licenses, are there any that stand out either as, okay, this is so clearly a fake that it must be some kind of code, or that is, like, not obviously a fake, and it's it must have been, like, I'm looking for some kind of pattern or mm. code that might be in the licenses. They come in varying shapes and forms of how authentic or inauthentic they look. There's a big range there, but honestly, none of them really surprise you as being fake. A couple of them are egregious, but you don't find one that stands out in particular. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the couple that are egregious, what do they look like? <laughs> They're the ones that usually have cartoons instead of photos. <laughs> They're the most noticeable. Yeah, yeah one's just a, one's just Naruto's face oh stuck onto a thing. It says age over twenty one. Believe it. <laughs> uh, what's up with the pool table? Yeah, I would also like to look at that. It's a standard sized rectangular pool table. You know how they look: the six pockets, mm-hmm. one in each corner, and one at the midpoint. All the different coloured balls are scattered across the surface. There aren't any cues. You must have to pay to get those. Mm. What are the balls that are on the surface? All of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, is this the type of pool table where, like, if all the balls go in the hole, you have to pay to get them out again? These are just pockets. Okay. Very simple. You pay for the cues, but I guess you get unlimited games or something once you've done that. Yeah. Okay. Surprise the coolest bar in town. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of games, what's the pinball? Well, not only is this pinball machine working, it's flashing a message that says free game. So this is your lucky day. You want to play this free game? Sure. All right. You start playing and it's fun. You spend a good 10 minutes on it and you get a score of 21,500 before you get game over. And you feel pretty good about that until the high scores screen shows up. And it shows you the top five scores and the names of the people who achieved them. 
And you know how that goes. They only let you type in three letters for your name. So a lot of them are like ass or arm. <laughs> well, ass, 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 ass. <laughs> so what you get, the number one player was Tiff, T-I-F. And they got a score of three million. Jesus. After that was Deb, D-E-B, who got two million. Mm-hmm. Then Ivo, I-V-O, with two million as well. And then there's Ben, who also got two million. And then there's Reg, R-E-G, with one million. Okay. Hmm. Um, what's, uh, what's up with the darts, the dartboard? It's a normal dartboard, as far as you can tell. There are several darts sticking out of it. The darts seem normal, except each one has something painted on it. It's C-L, a little C and a big L. And that image that you were sent, you can now open up. It's just an image of the dartboard and shows you where all the darts For people listening are. at home, there is an image attached in the show description or the episode notes, the show notes, the show notes underneath, which should have the same image so you can see where the darts are placed in this dartboard. How familiar are you with how darts scoring works? Uh, not at all. Yeah, same. Okay. <laughs> all right, cool. So if you look at that dartboard image, you can see, you know, just the numbers around mm-hmm. the outside rim. If you throw a dart in that section, you get that many points. Except for the teeny tiny segments. You see how there are some around the rim? There are some very small sections. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, see where in the 10 section where that red dot is? Uh-huh. Yeah. So those are actually worth double. Okay. And the inner tiny ring, like, say, on the 12, where that one's red dot is, those are worth triple. Okay. Okay. Uh, how much is a bullseye? 50. 50. And the ring just around a the bullseye, bullseye is 25. Do you think we should add this score up, Cole? Does that, is that a thing? Uh, yeah. I don't think Matt's is particularly needed for this room. Oh, thank okay. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> say, to save you the don't. time of adding all these yeah. numbers together. I'm pretty, yes. sure, I, I'm pretty sure yeah. I'll let people know if they need to do maths above being able to count to 10, say. Oh, well, I think. Thank God. I'm, I'm, I'm gay and <laughs> so, can't do math. I know. Um, I was just like, please to save don't give us. Time. <laughs> I was thinking we would have to do something with the letters on the pinball machine. Um, either unscramble them or they stand for codes or something or yeah i was thinking that too i was looking i was trying to look and be like oh maybe like all of the first letters spell something but other than like f-bong that doesn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> not so much that's not a thing okay so since we're already over by the game so i'm gonna like check out this black box that's um on the on this wall that we're on the black mm-hmm. box that's on the same wall as the dartboard and the pinball machine can i open it well, there are no identifying words or markers on it at all. It's just plain, shiny, and black. And if there is a way to get it open, you cannot see it. All you have is just this feeling that you have that it's related to the lighting. Don't. Are there that. any like cables attached to it, or is it like? It must in all the wall? go through the walls. Okay. Oh, oh. What about hmm. the uh, the the single table with the glasses stacked on it? Yeah, I think that's our next best bet. Mm-hmm. There are about a dozen glasses littered over the table. All of them are empty except for, you know, a few dregs and the little garnishes that you don't actually eat or drink. Mm-hmm. And the decoration around the rim. Like, sweet drinks often have sugar around the rim, mm-hmm. but tequila often has salt. Yeah. Or sometimes bartenders get creative and use chocolate or coffee or something. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. 
It seems like someone just collected these glasses and didn't bother to take them back for cleaning at the end of the night. Okay. Um, and what's up with the disco ball? Is that like on and spinning or? It's not. And look, this isn't one of those old school disco balls that just hangs from the roof and sparkles. It is still mirrored, so it will reflect, but it looks like it has some sort of electronic component. So unless it's turned on, it's not spinning and it's not shooting out all the pretty lights that it's supposed to. Uh, Is there a power switch over on the DJ table? You do not see one. The DJ booth seems to be pretty self-contained. Well, okay, so I'm thinking... I'm going to do some of this thinking out loud. Um, I'm thinking that the black boxes are connected to the disco ball. I would like to figure out how to get the disco ball on, but we Mm -hmm. can't do that because we don't know how to, like, use the boxes. Are there any, like, light switches on the wall? Okay, let's, if you do a whole scan of the walls, you actually notice something that you didn't as you came in, Mm -hmm. because when you swung the door open, the door was blocking it. On the wall, right by the door's hinges, there is not a light switch, but a small keypad of letters. Ooh. Oh, uh, I'm going to enter in the uh, the names from the pinball. It does not work. Hmm. I assume you try them one at a time. It does not work. Okay. And there aren't enough spaces on this keypad to let you fit all okay. of them in at once. I'm going to start spelling out curse words then. Um... <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> seem to have any effect, but you get the feeling that this keypad is offended somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have a pool table with no cues. Um, can I go like check behind the bar and see if they're the, if the cues are there? They are not. Okay. Uh, is there anything scratched into the table over by the VIP or by the the single table by itself? No, I'm sorry. Mm. How many? So how many? The the keypad that's by the door. Um, how many? Like, is it like a four? Is it like a four letter code or a three or five? How many letters is it? You can't tell, but when you tried to type in all of the pinball things, you know that it wouldn't let you get above ten. So it must be something shorter than that. Okay. Can I try F bomb? F bomb <laughs> does not work. Okay. Um. <laughs> what about S to H? Uh, there is no two. Mm. Okay. Oh right. Yeah. It's, it's all letters. letters. Mm. Womp, womp, womp. Oh, um, I was thinking of shining, uh, like a bright light on the uh the mm. fake driver's licenses to see if anything pops out. But I'm assuming we don't have one of those, so we would have to get the disco ball on first. Yes, you do not have a bright light on your person. The coaster that's glued to the bar is there, like any way to pull it up? Or is it like... It like, doesn't... Glued? No, it seems to be pretty firmly super glued down or something. Is there anything in the pockets of the pool table? No. Is there anything... Can I like give the VIP area once more, like other than being gross, is there like anything on the floor under the couch? Um, or like, can I scoot the couch out a little bit from the wall and like mm-hmm. look behind it? Like anything that doesn't involve getting super up in the nasty business? Oh, look, everything about it is pretty nasty. The only thing that is on or in or around it is just screwed up moist napkins. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm, there's gotta be something with these, the, 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 the pin pad, the, like, letter code. Yeah. But I don't, if it's not, if it's not any of the individual names, like, if it's not Tiff, Deb, Ivo, Ben, or Reg, and it's not all of the names put together... There might be, like, a word in there we could take from it. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, do anagrams in my head, but it's, like... I'm so bad It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! 
So uh, I'm going to try typing in, hold on, um, fever. Type in fever. And how did you get that? Um, uh, so three million is the third. Uh, two oh. million is the middle, middle, middle. And then uh, R is the, the first. So it spells out fever. You type fever into the keypad by the door and it chimes. And suddenly white light floods the room because you have turned on the disco ball. Heck yeah. Good job. I was sitting here like, what's the third letter of the alphabet? Maybe it's Tiff B. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fair enough. That would be the other, that would be the other solution. (laughs) Oh, and while I'm thinking of it, I'm going to take the driver's licenses and hold them under the the bright light. The fact that the disco ball is now rotating as well as lighting up makes it a bit frustrating. I'm going to just hold the IDs up. up (laughs) I mean, naturally, (laughs) you let the bright light catch on all these IDs. You aren't a bouncer, so you aren't 100% sure what you're looking for, but right away it becomes clear. Literally. The first ID you try, it goes see-through under the light, and you're pretty sure a real license isn't supposed to do that. The second one you try does exactly the same thing. In fact, every single one fails this test. Except one. It's either real or a much better quality fake than the others. You take a look at it closely. It belongs to someone called Molly, and the thing that looked fake was the fact that the license number is 86139014-3168. That's only 12 digits instead of the usual 16. However, there is space for four extra digits at the end, so maybe the license is real and they were just worn away? Alright, have we seen- we haven't seen any four- where would numbers be? Um, we've got- the numbers that we've seen would be like the pool table and the dartboard, right? A pool table. Yeah, like oh, oh, like the the balls. The, the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although yeah, I guess the balls do all have numbers and colors. Yeah, I don't know how that would help us because there's like what nine, nine. Yeah, we yeah. Got four. So can I go back and look at the DJ booth? Is there anything there with like prominent numbers? Anything like that? Not in particular. Nothing stands out at you like that. What about on the uh uh, uh cocktail list or uh, drink list? Well, no, that's the frustrating part. None of the numbers for ingredients are actually there at all. Mm. Okay. It's too many numbers for a phone number. I wonder if, so there's four, there's four empty numbers. Mm-hmm. There's four black boxes. Can I examine the black box again and see if there's like any serial number or anything on any of them? There really isn't. Okay. They're just shiny black nothings. Hmm. I don't like them. I wouldn't worry too hard about these numbers quite yet. Okay. Like, you could do something with them, but even if you solve this, you won't know what to do with it. Okay, yet. okay. Okay, okay. So I guess it's figuring out what our next step is. So we've got the glued down coaster that says drink of the day, but we don't mm. know what the drink of the day is. We have the S2H back masking. Not back yeah. smashing, like I wrote it first. Um, so we have the back masking. We've got CL... Lowercase c, uppercase l on the dart, and 12 darts. We've got a pool table, but no cue. We have a single table with 12 glasses stacked-ish, 12-ish. And we have a box full of phones, but only one of the phones is unlocked. And there's nothing, like, if I go through, if I, like, creep on these other phones, there's no, like, (laughs) text messages on the lock screen that catch my eye or anything like that, right? No. Nothing that seems suspicious. Mm. Okay. Is there anything under... The lost and found? Like, under the box? Ah, fair enough. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Although like, searching further is something that you need to do at this point. Yeah. Okay. There's somewhere that you've been that needs just that little bit more of a search. Can I, I hope it's not the dirty napkins. Okay, I'm going to pull the uh, the couch cushions off the couch just for the heck of it. Uh, all you find is more scrunched up bits of napkin. Ugh. I'm going to go um, like lift up the bottles behind the bar, like sort of just like lift everything up that's behind the bar and oh, like yeah. look underneath it, look for any like hidden compartments, anything in the cash register. I'm sorry, that's not it. <laughs> Is there anything behind the dartboard or the pinball machine? No, there isn't. Uh, can I crack open the disco ball? <laughs> like an egg. Yeah. Um, it's a bit high for that. <laughs> and also will not yield anything. <laughs> okay, let's see. I need to investigate more. We looked under everything. We looked behind mm-hmm. pretty much everything, I Are think. Are there any, like, fake walls? Can I go and, you know how you, like, <laughs> tap on a wall and see if it sounds hollow or... Uh, no, nah, it's nothing like that. That would be so mean of me. <laughs> <laughs> I am stuck. <laughs> You're so close. You've uh, been to the right area. You have examined closer the right area. It's just not quite doing what's needed you are willing to get your hands dirty you just need to be really willing is there anything underneath the couch <sighs> let's just more scrunched up napkins um, let's un- let's m- uncrumple these like scrunched up napkins on the vip table oh, gross <laughs> look they're really wet so this is not fun <laughs> but you go through all of these napkins that you found just in case and they're all blank except one Written in what looks like lipstick is a message. It starts with the name Scott, and then it has a mobile phone number, then says, XOX, call me. Let's call it on the, uh, the unlocked phone. Yeah. All right. You dial the numbers, and you hit call on this phone that you found, and immediately one of the other phones in the box starts ringing. Oops. Uh, I'm gonna grab that phone. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, you can do so. So now Cole and I are just, like, standing in an empty bar, like... (laughs) Talking to each other other. on these phones. (laughs) Okay. You can answer the call and talk to each other if you really want, but this phone, apart from that, is password protected, so you need a four-digit code to unlock it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna run through all the curse words. Understood. (laughs) And then... Molly, I wonder if that number that we found with the ID... Those last four. Can I try um eight six one three and then nine zero one four and then three one six eight? Those ones do not work to unlock mm. it. I was sitting here staring at the Molly number, trying to figure out if there was like mm. a pattern inherent in the license number, but I'm yeah. not seeing anything off the top of my head. Because there's so there's four ones and there's like two numbers and then a one and then three numbers and then a one and then two numbers one and then two and I, I don't know if that's a thing i was just looking at it and it looks like the ones look like they're splitting it up mm. um oh wait is it a is it s- symmetrical oh oh it is see see, um, what, I, see what i mean yeah, yeah yeah it's a a, a pal it's almost a palindrome it's eight six one three and then uh nine zero one four so it would have to be yeah so what if we it's is it the reverse of Nine zero one four. So would it be four one zero nine? Maybe. Yeah, I'll we'll try that in the passcode. All right, you type that number into the phone and it unlocks. Hey, heck yeah! 
So I'm going to go look at the recent text messages. You search around on it. You don't find any suspicious messages or any suspicious pictures. There is, however, a single recording saved on it that was made tonight. Let's play it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. You press play and you listen. The background noise is extremely loud, so you struggle to catch the words, but you do your best. And you hear a female voice. All according to plan. Your bouncer took the license. Don't worry, I'm not actually Molly, it's just the code name. Now I'll leave this phone behind so you can hear this. She keeps talking, but there's too much screaming in the background for you to hear. Someone's playing darts in the background, and they have a lot of spectators. Oh no, terrible start, you hear. And then, was that a 20? A 20? Oh no, just missed. And then, oh wow, how big of a coincidence is that? Then you hear a dismayed cry, and the woman's voice returns. My drink! You've spilled my drink! And then you hear a man. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll go to the bar and remake it right away. A drink of the day, was it? Yes. Do you mix drinks better than you play darts? For you? About the same. And then the recording stops. It's a puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) So, a bad start, and then almost a 20. And then the same number as one of those two, or close to it. And then the drink got spilled. Is there anywhere in the bar that we've investigated so far where there is, like, a a drink that has clearly been spilled? Like, are there empty drink glasses on the table? Like, like sticky alcohol residue. I I guess I'm wondering, I, I don't think we haven't seen, I don't think we've seen anything like this, but I'm thinking, my thinking was, like, is there a spot where um, I was wondering if we could, like, reverse engineer the drink of the day? So, yeah, here's, like- here's what we could do. We, we could take all of the glasses that were on that table and spread them out and match, like, oh, if there's still salt on the rim, then this glass may be, like, this one and this one. Or if there's still, like, an orange peel on it, it's probably, like, drink A or drink B. Are there any on them that have lipstick that matches the lipstick on the Yes! Napkin? Ooh, you don't notice anything like that. It must be that, you know, the rims that are on the glasses provide a bit of a lipstick barrier, or maybe it was really good quality lipstick. Mm. But you have... You have been somewhere that You have been definitely seen some stickiness. Sticky with spilled... Sticky and wet with spilled alcohol. <sighs> Back mean, to the sticky table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Back to the sticky table. <laughs> is, is it, like, any particular colour, um, the stickiness? As far as you can tell, it's pretty clear. So, who wants to lick the table? (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. I think I might rather pay the fines than lick a table in the (laughs) VIP area of a bar. Um, It may not come- it may not come to licking. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Any other ways of figuring stuff out about it? Um, so, like, looking at the cocktail menu- there's like 50, but are there any that are like clear, mm. that would be made with like clear liquor? Like, are there any like gin drinks? Um, oh man, I would assume that the vast majority yeah. of them have something clear that went in them. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't go for vodka instead of gin. Yeah, um, what, is it, what, is it, what does it smell like? There you is go, it, that's, is a, it fruity? that's a less disgusting version <laughs> of liquor. You sniff at the napkins and the stickiness on the table and... The whole area, once you're in really close, smells a bit minty. Okay. So like a mint julep or something. Yeah, what minty cocktails do we have on this list? You scour the list for anything that fits mintiness, but there are still 
a good 10 or 20 that fit that criteria. Uh, obviously, we just have to make all of them and drink yeah. them and Why see not? what happens. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> shot, 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 uh, shot, shot. <laughs> and again, you have no idea how much of each ingredient there needs to be, so this is going to be a wildly wasteful night. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got a mint, a mint cocktail. Something with the darts. I don't, the, the, I'm like stumped about the dartboard. I feel like there's something there. That yeah. would help us, but I don't like know. Like I don't know enough about darts, and like if if adding the score is not it, then like I'm guessing it, it that- maybe it may be the order that the numbers were stored. So if it's yeah. something bad, it's going to be a low score. Then almost yeah. a twenty is going to be either the ones in the like center a- or the ones closer to the number twenty. Um, yeah, I'm thinking that would be the two because there's one that's in that like little thin band that's under the one yeah so if it's double that then it would be like a two which is much worse than a 40 yeah um, that the, would, that's the, the inner triple band is section, actually triple. so it would be a three. Oh, oh, sorry so okay three. you idiot <laughs> <laughs> this is why i made a point in my notes saying cool explain game masters feel free to explain the rules of dots yeah. make sure you know mm-hmm. them uh okay so we've got a three and then almost a 20. Well, I, th- I think the three would be the almost a 20, since it's next to it, right? Uh, they did say it was a bad start, and then they went, oh, is that almost a 20? Oh, okay, um, so they did So another... I don't... Oh, 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 I see, I see, because there's the three on the bottom. Sorry, I'm like, I think we're talking about different things, but yeah. it's, yeah. Could you, yeah, yeah. um, real quick, could we replay the, 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 the message of this? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do the whole message or just the part about the darts? Just the part about the darts. Oh no, terrible start. Then, was that a 20? Oh no, just missed. And then, wow, how big a coincidence is that? And then the drink spilling. Then it's, my drink, you've spilled my drink. Was it a drink of the day? I'll remake it. Uh, Do you mix drinks better than you play darts? For you, about the same. Hmm. So, we need to figure out what the third one was the coincidence but i don't know which of these like would be coincidental what do you think the first two are i think the first two were the lower three the three that's at the bottom of the board and then Mm -hmm. the three from like the inner band of the one the triple one yeah the triple one that's what they got they got a three at the bottom they got a three just missing a 20 and then a and then a big coincidence. coincidence it would probably be like the same area or the same score. Yeah. There's a double 10, which is a 20, mm. but like, that's, I don't, that seems pretty loose to me. Nine, there's no six. Uh, so that's a 20 and then a 20. And then there's the triple three and an 18 that's almost close to being a triple. And um, are the pie slices that are in the middle, like as inside the second circle, are those still like- They're the it- same- they're, They're the regular. normal. Yeah, so that other three. So it might just be three threes in a row? Yeah. That would be a big coincidence. I don't know what to do with those numbers, though. Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't <laughs> either. <laughs> Is there any, like, drink on that list that starts with CL? Or, like... There is not. But seeing as you're a regular <laughs> club goer, I'll let you know that a CL written like that is a unit of measurement. Um, what is the third drink on the menu? 
Um, it's alphabetical, so oh. something. I haven't decided what every drink okay. is, so I'm not sure. Okay, so that's not, yeah. So a CL would be a centiliter? Yeah, that's yes. apparently what things are measured in. Is there anything that's... Why would it be on the dartboard? So is, like, three CLs a shot? Three CLs is three centiliters. That is all I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about trying to, like, do unit conversions on the fly. <laughs> okay, um, so we have... We have centiliter, we have three. We have three sets of three, which is nine. Um, we have back masking. Can we... I'm assuming that we can't because, um, and this is like a stretch probably, but can we play the voicemail backwards with the DJ <laughs> equipment? Let's say the technology is there, but it doesn't seem to <laughs> okay. be very enlightening. Ooh. Okay. No secret satanic messages. You're doing, you're getting very close with this drink of the day business. Okay. Yes. What do you, what do you know about that drink that was spilled? Uh, it is minty. But that's not enough to narrow that down. Correct. Yeah, it narrows it down to 10 to 20 items. Um, Why don't we just pour... Let's pour, uh, a, I guess, nine centiliters into a glass and see if that weighs anything down. Nine centiliters of what? Of, of there are liquor? So, yeah. There are just so many things. It doesn't seem to work. Okay. So basically you need some way... To narrow down a bit more what this person was drinking. Okay. We tried the lipstick. We know that it's minty. So lipstick didn't work. The lipstick was close. Yeah. Like, it, was, it, was, it was close, it was a good but idea. you just couldn't see any lipstick on these glasses. Oh, can we shine, okay. uh, shine them up to the light? That sounds like a well, stupid... Well, you could, but that, yeah, that won't do yeah. much. It'll just make them look shiny. Um, and also the oh, guy what who... what about... Go Sorry, on. go ahead. No, mine was a stupid uh, observation. Keep going. <laughs> Wait, that's, I think that's all we've got. <laughs> is there, so on the napkins that don't have the writing on them, is there like mm -hmm. any traces of the, um, like, you know, if you took a drink, like if you took a drink from, if you were wearing lipstick and you took a drink from something that had cocoa and then like you dabbed at your mouth to make sure you didn't have mm -hmm. like cocoa all over your mouth. Is there, like, any traces of the garnishes or anything like that on any of the napkins? You don't notice. It might have been that the person hadn't actually taken any of their first drink before it got spilled. Because mm. all you've got is just the smell of alcoholiness and mint. That checks out. Okay. Can we, like, smell the glasses and see... Which one is minty? If, yeah, like, so, so we could, like, narrow it down to, like, okay, like, it, it's like a mint drink with a cocoa rim or something and then look at that like cross-reference that against the menu is that anything is that a i mean you don't feel great about smelling other people's dirty glasses but you were almost willing to lick the table before <laughs> so you do it listen don't call me out like this you... <laughs> you get a whole bunch of scents from these glasses some of them are nice some of them not so nice and two of them smell like mint um, what kind they of are identical cocktail glasses with a biscuit crumb around the rim. Okay. Like some sort of dessert drink. All right, let's check that against the menu. Please, yeah. God, let this be something. Now that you have two criteria, narrowing the list down is much easier. There's only one drink that matches both mint and an optional biscuit crumb. Mm. It is the grasshopper, which has three main ingredients. Creme de menthe, creme de cacao, and fresh cream. All right, let's 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 do an equal measure of that. Yeah, three centiliters of each of those. 
All right, you pull out a glass, you get the ingredients going, you fill them up, three centiliters each, get a good mix of that, and what do you do with it? Place it it on the, uh, the... The coaster. The toaster. All right. Once you've got the correct ratios of ingredients going, you pour them into that glass and you put it onto that coaster. You pour it all in and something strange happens. There's a tiny flash of green light that appears under the glass's base and the coaster depresses into the counter. It's a secret switch. Hmm. Heck yeah, it is. Maybe it was the weight. Maybe it was the color. There are color sensors that exist out there, but something activated it. You wait and you're unsure what this has done. But then somewhere else in the room, you hear a small whirring noise. You look around and you see that the little black boxes on the walls are opening. And now that they're open, beams of laser light are shining out of them. (laughs) Two of them shine out a red beam. One shines out a yellow beam. One of them green. And unlike the disco ball, these ones are just going in a straight-ish line. They're not, you know, dancing around and rotating. Two red, one yellow, one green? Correct. Um, does anything particularly interesting happen um, where they intersect? No, it doesn't seem to. I don't even know if on my pictures they do intersect much, just by coincidence. What about where the lights like hit against the, the opposite wall? Is there anything over there? Yeah, so some of them bounce off the disco ball, making them a little difficult to follow. Mm-hmm. But you do your best. The two red beams finish at the empty glasses table and the pool table. The green one lands on the lost phones box, and the yellow one lands at the door. All I got here is, like, something traffic-related, but I don't know what. Like, green <laughs> means go, right? Like, that's international, right? Yeah, yeah that's international. That is international. <laughs> okay. Green means go, so let's go investigate the area by the uh, lost and found. Yeah. The light being there does not change anything about the lost and found bin itself. It's just pointing Mm. up into that corner. Is there any way to change the angle of the lights in the black box? No. Well, I mean, not really. Not that you'd want to. Cole wants to destroy something. Listen! (laughs) I I already Uh. broke a window breaking into this club. Let's see what else we can vandalize. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We're trapped in this puzzle purgatory. Because of our vandalization already. Um, okay, so can we investigate the pool table? Like, can we just, like, investigate each of the places that the lights hit and see if it changes anything or if anything has become more apparent? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, so you go over to the pool table and nothing seems to have changed. You've just, you know, still got all the balls sitting on the table. The, what else was there? The empty glasses table mm-hmm. is still just empty glasses. The door is still just a door. Yeah, the lights were just lights. They weren't, you know, mm-hmm. effective. Magic lasers. Yeah, no, no magic lasers. Hmm. I don't have ideas for other clues. I feel like we've used most of the clues. We've, we used drink of the day, coaster, the numbers on the dartboard. The... Yeah, you're, you're basically right at the end. Okay. So. We can't move the lights. I'm wondering if... Is there, uh, the DJ booth is just for, like, music and stuff. It can't control the lights, correct? Right. Hmm. We haven't really done anything with the pool table? Yeah. Mm. Let's, um, oh, oh wait. yeah. Bones um, have the colors. Have the colors. Um, let's put a, uh, let's try putting, like, 
Yeah, so we put uh, um, wherever the red lights shine, we put them corresponding to the different pockets on the pool table. Same with the yellow and same with the green. So it would be red and the top center pocket, mm -hmm. green and the top right pocket, yellow in the center bottom pocket, yes. and red in the bottom left pocket. Correct. And how did you, yeah, how did you come to the conclusion for those pockets? If we're looking at down at a room and then down at a pool table. So you follow yeah. those, those laser lights, wherever the red laser is pointing, you put it, your, the red ball in that mm -hmm. pocket. And the same for the green and the green, where the green laser is pointing. Yeah. And the yellow yeah. where the yellow laser is pointing. Yeah. Exactly. Once that last ball goes into the pocket, you hear a clunk come from the very middle of the table. Nothing's changed on top. So you look underneath. Mm -hmm. On the underside of the table, you see a section of the wood has dropped down, revealing a secret compartment. You crawl under and reach inside and pull out an unlabeled vinyl record. Let me guess. Stairway to heaven? Unlabeled. Let's go play it backwards. <laughs> Let's go play it. All right. So you put it in and it starts playing normally. It's not actually Stairway to Heaven, but it does sound heavily inspired <laughs> by it. Escalator to paradise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and what happens if we try to play it backwards? How, I don't know how you play records backwards, but I'm assuming there's a way. Yeah, everything on here is labeled very mm -hmm. nicely, so it's a very easy process. You've always been a bit skeptical of how well this works, but as you reverse the song on the record, and it takes on that warped, creepy sound that all backwards recordings mm -hmm. get, there's no doubt about it. There are words in this. They're in that same female voice as the one from the mm -hmm. phone. Monday, 1 p.m., the McDonald's on Bollard Street. Hand the cashier named Eric the Molly license and he'll give you the money. Well, there's the evidence that you were looking for. Okay. You can tell the policeman everything he wants to know. Or. And because, or. because, because you're a good upstanding citizen who's learned the error of your ways, you wouldn't take the license to that McDonald's yourself and take these criminals' money. I mean. Would you? No. <laughs> Congratulations! You did it! <laughs> and you are either an upstanding citizen or a little bit more wealthy. Win-win. <laughs> no, win, we'll, win. we'll turn it in. Oh, yes, congratulations, guys. That is a hard room. I placed it to that Ooh. one. I had a lot of difficulty with it. You did a yeah, good job, Cole. You did a good job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um... That was great. I was really hoping that I wouldn't have to give you a hint for that pool table laser light oh. thing. So when you said... Hey, we haven't really used the pool table. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good Ooh. thinking. Good looking out. <laughs> oh. oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much fun. for coming on. Thank you for yeah, having us. Yeah, that was us. fun. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, so, one, so people can uh, find you guys together on Unplaced or you also have your separate mm -hmm. actual play podcasts. I'll have links to all of those and your Twitter handles and yeah. anything else in the, in the show description so people can go there and listen to more of your lovely voices. Uh, is there anything else you guys have coming up that you want to talk about? I am in September. Uh, Michelle and I are part of a very large international tabletop podcasting month. Nice. And that whole month, uh, we and this big, huge group of, of podcasters are going to be releasing a bunch of tabletop RPGs that y'all should go and listen to. Um, you can find more info on their Twitter at podmonth, P-O-D-M-O-N-T-H. Um, and there are a bunch of links on there to find out when certain special podcast guests are going to be 
put out as well as as the game schedule there, uh, which is in cooperation with I Am Here, spelled um, I Am and then H-E-A-R, which you can find on Tumblr and Twitter and anywhere podcasts are, are sold. Nice. We'll make sure to include all of that Wonderful. information. Yes, we'll link people. that all in the description. Yeah. Great. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, if people want to interact with us or other fans of the show, you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash escape this podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at Esk this podcast. Uh, you can send us an email. We're escape this pod at gmail.com. I keep changing the way I shorten <laughs> the name. It's very mm-hmm. bad branding. Um, and we also have our Patreon now. If you want to help support the show, it's patreon.com slash escape this podcast. Uh, there's a whole variety of rewards that we've got there. We're sending out badges. Uh, badges we have, that come with a handwritten, with a handwritten note, note and, and a-, a personal Danny drawing. Yes, Danny. <laughs> you need Danny to draw you an animal. Uh, come so far I'm sticking to animals um, because they're my best there's also uh, we have a bonus episode up at the moment uh, it's a little bit different in format rather than doing escape rooms uh, Danny's st- has been converting old murder mystery stories into playable games and I've Ooh. played through one we have our first one which is murder on the Rue morgue the first detective story so if you want to have a listen to that that's on the patreon as well uh, and the other reward is that anyone who's our patron has the uh, will have their names put into a hat from which we'll name our NPCs. And in this uh, episode, the that was Molly Weiss and also a little bit of a cameo from Scott Weiss as well. Mm. Scott very generously told us that we could include Molly's name, but just for the fun of it, I threw in both. Yes. So uh, I hope you enjoyed your spot as a... I suppose they're what? They're just evil criminals. <laughs> Why are all our NPCs bad people, then? See, this is an interesting one. Scott was clearly part of the criminal thing. Molly. She was the ringleader. She doesn't even necessarily exist. Actually, that's true. She's a fake person invented by a criminal. Well, there you are. So I hope you've enjoyed that, Molly. So, uh, Danny, just before we leave, mm-hmm. do you want to give people a little teaser of what's coming up next episode? All right. Next episode is not criminal. It is not... Life quest, life threatening. Yep. It is low stakes, but (laughs) in the best possible way. (laughs) Wonderful. You made it through the bad times. You made it through the good. You always knew you could.